Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. Trust you're off to a good start today, and thank you for joining. We are continuing in our series concerning fundamental doctrines, and today we're going to look at Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Christianity would not exist without Christ. Jesus Christ has been the has been viciously attacked by cynics and skeptics throughout the ages. He has been faithfully worshipped by Christians since the dawn of Christianity. The labor and work of Christ is an essential and vital part of our faith. It's hard to get your mind around it, but he was before he was born. He had lived for eternity, for eternity past. I mean, that, that is that's impossible. Eternity to really grasp it. He committed no error, no bad thought, or ever partook in an evil deed. Obviously, being a central part of Christianity, there has been much discussion and unfortunately disputes concerning Christ amongst unbelievers and believers. You know, the, the very earliest of believers totally embraced Christ, that he was indeed sinless, and that he pre-existed before his birth. Unfortunately, over time, new teachings were promoted that were wrong about Christ. There was emphasis by those who would emphasize that Christ, or deny Christ's humanity, uh, that some would deny his death and resurrection. Numerous councils were held in those beginning centuries uh, and, you know, trying to combat error. The Middle Ages, there wasn't much done to promote Christ in his humanities. It was really during the 18th century that these teachings came that about Christ that still affect the church today. The theologians of that day in the 18th century were really the fathers of liberalism that we see in our world. They were not happy with just ignoring the truth of Christ contained within the scriptures, they denied the deity of Christ. Incredibly, these new and anti-biblical teachings were, were taught, and yet they found foothold in the church, which is truly amazing in so many horrible ways that anti-Bible teaching would find a place a resting place within the church. The heretical teachings of liberals and their comrades did not cease in the 18th century. They continue in mainline denomination liberal churches today. They're still around us. Jesus Christ is like no one who's ever lived. He never allowed a wicked thought. He was never involved in sinful pleasures or acts. He was the perfect sacrifice for sin. Jesus was the only worthy substitute for sin. He placed himself on the cross to die in the place of the sinner. Christ exists as God's son before he was born of Mary. His existence is eternal, as I referred to before, as he is part of God. He's part of the Trinity. He is God. Just not part. He is God. The scripture gives us evidence of this amazing truth in Micah chapter 5 verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, thou, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Old, from old, and everlasting. I mean, this speaks of how old Christ is. He's eternal. 
everlasting. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 12, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my own, my Holy One? We shall not die, O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment, and Almighty God, thou hast established them for corrections. Hundreds of years before his birth, in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, he's called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The virgin birth of Christ is a fundamental doctrine of Christianity. And it is definitely a position or doctrine that is very vehemently opposed and objected to by the liberals. The miraculous conception of Christ sets apart the human nature of Jesus, keeping it clean from the pollution of sin. And that doesn't fit with the liberals' thought pattern and teaching. Because he was free from sin, he alone is qualified to be redeemer of mankind. There's numerous scriptures giving evidence of the virgin birth. It's implied in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. In the New Testament, we have uh, Matthew one twenty three. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted is God with us. And Luke chapter 1 verse 34 and 35 records how Mary found out what was to occur. Jesus possessed a human body. He was truly a man in a physical realm but was without sin. The Lord's conception was a, a miraculous event. But his birth was just like every other child. He grew just like any other child from an infant to a child to a teenager to an adult. Jesus experienced hunger, thirst, pain, and sorrow, just like everyone else who is listening to this podcast and everybody else in this world. I think we have all have experienced those things. Liberal theologians have constantly denied the deity of Jesus Christ. Listen, he was indeed the God-man. From the word of God, we have many evidences Jesus was called God numerous times in the New Testament. He forgave sin, an action only God can do. That's found in Luke chapter 5, verses 20-24. He demanded honor and worship that was due only to God, Matthew 14, 3. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. John five twenty three. All men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father, he that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which have sent him. I mean, Jesus asserted that he indeed was equal with the Almighty, John 10.30. I and my Father are one. The record of Christ's suffering is really beyond description and, and it's how bad it was and it's evidence once again of his humanity. His suffering came at the hand of man. He experienced betrayal, being deserted by friends. When he needed the most help, he was abandoned. The suffering of his death, horrific. But he did this to take the place of sinners. He gave himself willingly to provide salvation for all men. There's number of evidence of his resurrection. Numerous people saw him after his death. John chapter 20, 
verse 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were with him, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reached hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And there's other evidences in the Word of God where he had interactions with the disciples, uh, men walking on the road to Emmaus, numerous places. The resurrection of Christ is as vital as the virgin birth to the Christian faith. They're both, we, the Christian faith would crumble without these doctrines. They're so true. And that's why liberal theologians and liberal teachings attack it. Paul, in 1 Corinthians 15, focused on how important the resurrection is. If it were not true, there's no hope for a future resurrection. That, he really goes into great detail in 1 Corinthians 15 about it. Jesus was the perfect lamb slain for the sins of the whole world. He has been eternity past and will be in eternity future the Son of God. I hope that's been a help to you. We live in a day where Christ is continuously attacked and who he is, his deity, his humanity, and you need to know it. You need to know as individual believers what the Bible says. Thank you for listening today. Until next time, keep exploring the Word and looking to Jesus.